Welcome to the Art and Science of Eating. I'm Jessica Begg, Registered Dietitian and Clinical Counselor. I worked for 15 years in programs for the treatment of eating disorders. I now help those that struggle with emotional eating and their relationship with their body. This podcast is where I answer questions to help people along this bumpy journey to creating peace with both food and their body. Hi everyone and welcome back. This week's question was asked within a talk and I've pulled out some of the tidbits for us to discuss. And this question for this week, someone asked, what do you think about intermittent fasting? And so this is what my answer was for them. Thanks for listening and talk to you next week. So intermittent fasting is a funny one because historically, like all all diets, people always skip breakfast. Like it's a very common thing because it's really easy to skip breakfast it tends to have this effect where people are chasing their hunger and then by the end of the night, they're more tired because they haven't been eating enough, but also they're around food that they wouldn't have otherwise been. And so I find that if you struggle with emotional eating or feeling out of control at other times, it's basically setting up the stage entirely for that. Intermittent fasting, the way it first came out was um, there was a one study, there was one, one person that was restricting and they, they were saying that they were trying to, he was trying to replicate the rat studies where if we underfeed rats, then the rats were, were able to live longer. And so this one guy was basically restricting and he was doing this pattern of intermittent fasting. And when it, when it first, he was first kind of talking about it, he was doing five and two. So eating regularly what one would, and then two days of the week eating less. And I think it was about 600 calories, which is, is a very, very like big restriction. You know, typically the average adult eats like 21 to 24, 2,500 calories. So eating like 500 is a pretty big deal. Um, then it, I've noticed that it's been kind of morphing over the last handful of years where people are doing hours of the day that they'll just say like I'm restricting like from you know I, I don't eat past 8 or I don't eat past whatever and then I don't eat until 11 or something like that that's just that part is just old-school dieting just skipping meals so we have to be really kind of cognizant of that of the impact of restriction all of the studies say that 97 of the 97 percent of people that restrict they they are destined to gain more weight and if we're talking so we have to separate are we talking about health or weight so in terms of weight people's weight goes you know yo-yos up and then if we're talking about health because people confuse like the diet culture is saying oh this is healthy if you lose weight but it, it isn't if we're talking actually about health, we know that that person isn't eating enough. They're not getting the nutrition that they need. And um, so in terms of health, they're not getting enough, enough, enough. It's also not really sustainable, particularly for people that are active because A, they can't move on the 500 calorie day and then and that cuts out two days. And then also, like we said, building if you're working out on your your fed days you're restricting on the next day and so you're not building the muscle that you need um so yeah so it's not it's not my favorite there's some people that can manage it but i don't find that it's conducive to for people that are busy for sure uh okay yeah so um no so two-thirds of the of the calories that you take in are used for just um, keeping your body in a comatose type state. 
So two thirds is to um, open and close your lungs, pump your heart, turn over cells, that kind of stuff. And so um, this idea of if I eat something right before bed, it's just gonna turn into fat, it's not true. Like we're gonna need it to do all of those things during the, sleep, the sleeping time. It, it is, however, a problem if you're eating all of your food right before bed because then, yeah, it's difficult for your gut to, say, like manage that amount of food. And so often people get reflux, difficulty sleeping and that kind of thing. And then, like I said, it's, it, your body does do better when you eat more spread out, like your body gets the fuel that it needs when it needs it. It, your blood sugar you're able to manage your blood sugar as in it's like being very consistent you're giving food and but not overfeeding it at any one time um, so yeah so you don't need to you can can and should have a bedtime snack if that's what you feel like it often like I said it, it's a precursor to serotonin so it often helps us fall asleep but yeah doing too much right before bed will have more other complications it depends on what you're what you're doing in terms of your activity is that um, you kind of want to bookend your workout so you want to make sure that you have fuel to do the workout and then you and then you want to at the at the latter part of your um, workout you want to make sure that you have fuel to to build muscle and also build up the fuel that you use during activity so um, what should you eat before you go? When you are working out, you're gonna be burning a lot of carbohydrates. So your muscle uses carbohydrates to do all, all of the things, um, whether or not you're running or you know playing sports or going to the gym. So that's what I would prioritize before you go. Um, so things like, and it doesn't have to be hardcore, but something that's easy on your stomach and close enough to the workout that you still are, have the fuel on board. Um, so if it's just a snack, try to put the snack you know, relatively close to the workout, just not so that you don't feel sick, but something like um, an easily digestible. So um, fruit and yogurt, if it was a snack, would be probably enough carbohydrate. It would be enough carbohydrates, but cheese and crackers, um, you know, banana, if it's really early in the morning, I find just, a, just that that is enough. If you'd like to come on the show to have me answer your question live, or you have a question you'd like me to answer on my own on the show, email me at support at shiftnutrition.ca. Looking forward to chatting with you all. See you next week. This podcast is for education and information purposes only. Please consult your own healthcare team to discuss what is right for you and your care.